The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service is seeking the public's help to locate 23-year-old Justin Kyle Jackson and 45-year-old Gail Michelle Ross. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. Mr. Jackson and Ms. Ross have been recalled by Her Majesty's Prison Service to Her Majesty Prison Northward and Her Majesty Prison Fairbanks respectively on suspension orders, having breached the terms of their conditional releases and must now be returned to continue their custodial sentences. They were last known to be living in the West Bay area. Police say Mr. Jackson is considered violent and believe he may be armed. Police are advising that Mr. Jackson should not be approached by members of the public, but instead they should call 911 immediately upon sighting him. Investigators are encouraging anyone with information about the whereabouts of Mr. Jackson or Ms. Ross to call the Georgetown Police Station at 949-4222 or dial 911 if the circumstances are time sensitive. They are also encouraging the couple to turn themselves into the Cayman Islands Detention Center, the nearest police station or the prison at any time, day or night. The public, however, is being reminded that according to the Police Act 2021 revision, it is an offense to obstruct, mislead or act in such a way as to prevent the apprehension of a person who has committed an offense. If prosecuted under this section, you may be liable on conviction to a fine of $5,000 or imprisonment for two years or both. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to the RCIPS on their confidential tip line at 949-7777, or you can visit them online at rcips.ky. Public Health releases its latest COVID-19 figures. 93 positives were reported on Wednesday, 54 for Thursday. There are 798 estimated active cases of COVID-19 in the Cayman Islands. Five people are currently hospitalized for COVID-related causes, four of whom are unvaccinated. The seven-day rolling average is 60. The Sister Islands reported three new cases, leaving the total number of cases since the beginning of the pandemic at 693. The Chamber of Commerce supports lifting the country's indoor mask mandate for all retail establishments. The business organization says the level of vaccinations administered in the community and the relatively low hospitalization and infection rates since reopening our borders to visitors are an indication the mandate is no longer necessary. The Chamber is appealing to Cabinet to make the change when it updates the public health regulations at the end of the month. The current regulations require all individuals to wear a mask indoors unless the person is unable to wear a mask or cloth face covering due to a medical condition, or if the person is exempted by guidance provided by the medical officer of health. People sitting in desks at work, school, and customers in restaurants or bars sitting at a table or counter do not need to wear a mask or face covering. The chamber says removing the indoor mask mandate for businesses and simplifying travel restrictions is the natural next step. Radio Command has reached out to government for comment. How has the pandemic affected Sir John A. Cumber Primary in West Bay? That was the mission of the Office of Education Standards on March 23rd. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports. In a letter posted on the Office of Education Standards website, inspectors revealed they found no significant concerns during the visit. What they did find was that staff and students adhered to the COVID-19 protocols with regards to mask wearing and social distancing. Students were in class-based bubbles throughout the day, and when they did congregate, they were socially distanced appropriately. Senior leaders demonstrated a consistently high level of awareness and concern for staff's well-being and recognized the extra stresses and workload that COVID has caused. Mental health as an issue was openly respected and discussed by all stakeholders. The school was able to produce detailed attendance records for all students, with attendance on the day of the visit at 89%. 
The school reported learning loss was closely monitored during the pandemic, and that had been successfully addressed through the use of online engagement and communication logs. Teachers in year two and six actually offered additional learning sessions on Saturday mornings to ensure appropriate coverage of any learning loss due to COVID. Heads of department ordered they were able to cover all class-based sessions with appropriate staff to make sure that their staff weren't feeling burnt out or overstretched. During the initial lockdown period, the school was able to deliver remote learning. It was noted to inspectors that there were a significant number of parents that lacked the literacy, numeracy, and IT skills to support their children's learning. So senior leaders developed an initiative, Cumber University, that delivered sessions to parents within the school's community to support adult literacy, numeracy, and IT skills. These were delivered in the evening at the school, and the initiative was met with considerable support from the community. Student stress and anxiety was assessed throughout a series of tests, and the school also undertook stress test surveys across the staff body, which was then used to inform well-being activities and events. Some COVID keepers, regular hygiene and hand-washing protocols, continued use of class-based WhatsApp groups, streamlined drop-off and pickup, virtual parent conferences, and more staff well-being events. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. You can find this and other thematic visit write-ups at oes.gov.ky. The Cayman Isles Cancer Society is under new management, with Paola Robinson, formerly the CEO of the NCVO, taking the reins as operations manager. It's an organization that has done a lot of background work on the Cayman Islands, and I have followed as a, as a supporter, as a fan, and uh, it's a dear cost to my heart. So they have a tremendous team who are dedicating every single day to the efforts, and I would like to just join in first and be part of how to make it even more successful because we have seen... Um, Locally, the increase of, of number of cases, uh, it's important that we provide as much support as we can to all the cancer patients, but also their family members. One of Ms. Robinson's goals as operations manager is to create more educational campaigns. I know more of the younger generations who have not been provided with such an opportunity of learning, and um, they get very um, supportive once they understand better the causes, um, how to prevent, and also how to best assist any family members or friends when they're going through this situation. Ms. Robinson takes over the role from Jennifer Weber. A young Caymanian wins Enterprise Cayman's business design competition. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins has more. 27-year-old George Wachope claimed the top prize of Project of the Year winner, along with $10,000 plus various business startup support services at the second annual business design competition hosted by Enterprise Cayman. He impressed the judges with emailchaser.io. It's a website and sales tool that allows users to find email addresses that aren't publicly available. It aims to connect users with the decision makers in any organization, breaking down barriers to networking and increased revenue. The competition finals were held at the Prospect Playhouse on Saturday, April 2nd. The pitch day welcomed nine teams to the stage to pitch their business ideas to a panel of judges and leading business professionals in the hope of winning one of three prize packages to kickstart their business dream. Lakeisha Mason's Secret to Safety snagged her the Creativity Award. Secret to Safety is a customizable and stylish running glove that houses technology designed to empower women who run, walk, and bike alone. The Secret to Safety Defense Glove incorporates built-in deterrence, a GPS tracker and companion app, and a law enforcement service trigger into one seamless design. 
The Community Impact Award went to Jennifer Marshall's Connect Kind, a mobile and website-based platform for volunteers, stakeholders, and NPOs to connect in the pursuit of fulfilling social impact goals. Volunteers can donate their time, skills, money, or goods, both physically and online. Connect Kind measures and reports verified corporate social responsibility and environmental social governance data for use by employers in reputational marketing applications. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. Submissions for the 2023 Cayman Islands Business Design Competition open at the end of this year. You can find out more about the competition at enterprisecayman.ky. It is officially Earth Day, and the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, Minister for Tourism and Transport, has a message for you. Today, the Cayman Islands celebrates Earth Day, together with more than a billion people in over 193 countries. Now, in its 52nd year, we're happy to join in the effort to demonstrate our island's commitment to the preservation of our beautiful planet. The theme this Earth Day is Invest in Our Planet. I encourage every person who calls the Cayman Islands home to take positive action, specifically in addressing the problem of littering. In keeping with the theme of Earth Day, let us invest our time by volunteering to improve our communities through events such as the long-standing Chamber of Commerce Earth Day Cleanup or the efforts of Plastic Free Cayman, who both depend on the support of businesses and private citizens alike. To play our parts in cleanliness for the island, Minister Bryan asks us to take pride in our beaches, remove our personal trash when leaving, not to throw trash out of our cars onto the road, and keep our yards and communities clean for the greater good of our islands and our earth. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.